This is the Psalms to God podcast, and this episode is called, Are You a Christian? You can find the show notes for this episode at www.psalmstogod.com. Beware of the false prophets. They come to you wearing sheep's clothing, but underneath they are hungry wolves. You will recognize them by their fruit. Can people pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Likewise, every healthy tree produces good fruit, but a poor tree produces bad fruit. A healthy tree cannot bear bad fruit or a poor tree good fruit. Any tree that does not produce good fruit is cut down and thrown in the fire. So you will recognize them by their fruit. Matthew chapter 7 verses 15 through 20. back to the Psalms to God YouTube channel or podcast, depending on what media you are listening on. Um, I am your host, Rhee, and today I'm asking you the question, are you a Christian? Well, not are you a Christian? Do you consider yourself a Christian? Do you call yourself a Christian? The reason I'm asking you this question is because someone asked me the same question not too long ago, and we had a long discussion about this, and it wasn't the first time I had this discussion. But I wanted to bring this discussion to light because I have joked with one of my friends who is agnostic that I wish that there were a, was a different word that I could use to describe myself other than Christian because I don't think Christian carries the meaning that I particularly would like it to carry. And, you know, I made this joke that I advocate for a delineation between basically what loosely people call cultural Christians and actual Christians. Um, but I've never actually professed that on a blog, on the YouTube channel, on the podcast or whatever. And I was like, you know what? We're going to start 2022 out talking about this exact issue, especially because I've had this conversation so many times. Now, the first time that I had this conversation, I was actually talking to a pastor and I was talking to the pastor specifically about a denomination. And because I'm transparent and I don't think it's going to hurt anything to specify the denomination, I was talking to an Adventist pastor. We were preparing for my baptism and um, he was asking me things about the Adventist church, which, um, you know, it was a very interesting conversation in general. I wasn't actually sure he was going to perform the, Advent the, the um, baptism because I don't actually claim Adventism. I believe in the word of God. And a lot of the, the conversation was me saying, I believe in the word of God. And baptism is supposed to symbolize that I believe in, you know, I believe that the Messiah came in the flesh, dwelt on earth, was killed for our sins, died, rose on the third day, ascended, and now he is there, you know, acting as the high priest for me and that I go through him to get to the Father. I believe in the Holy Spirit, I believe in Yahweh, and I have surrendered my life to him, right? Like, 
that is what my baptism symbolizes. I am not confirming or denying any of the doctrines of the Adventist church because I that's a man-made stuff. I'm not, that, that's not it, right? Um, so it was a very interesting conversation in general, but we got to this point in the conversation where <clears throat> he was asking me about um, the remnant church because the, the Adventist church believes that they are the end times remnant church. And so he was asking me if I if I agreed with that statement. And I was like, no. And he was very shocked. And we started going into this conversation about um, Adventism in general. And I was like, the, the church is a man-made structure. It's a 501c3 organization. And it's going to follow what the government tells it to do. I was like, as we get closer and closer to the end, it is going to do that. And we, I, we're seeing it right now. If you watch, if you are Adventist and you have been paying attention and you see the statements that are coming out, you see who they meet with and what they're doing, then you see it is part of the government. It is, it is not standing on the word of God. We'll put it like that. It's not even necessarily standing on its own foundations. You have, um, the Adventist church is known for their health message and, uh, instilling health principles and in the middle of a pandemic you have some adventist churches saying things that don't necessarily go with the with the health message or they're turning more so towards um other things i'm actually going to link in the show notes and in the description a video that talks about that more in depth because i don't want to get sidetracked on that but it's actually a very good video and a very good um, explanation of what i'm trying to convey there but I was like, as time goes on, the official church, like they're going to lose whatever beliefs that they started out with and they're going to go off into a, a different thing. So like, you're going to have the, the same way you have people today. They claim that they're Christian and they do this, that and the other. That's clearly not accepted in the Bible and they still call themselves Christian. And so I was like, that's what's going to happen. And I was like, people you may call yourself Adventist, but what other people think that means and what you mean may not be the same thing. And that was kind of the beginning of this conversation. And because what I responded to him with is, I tell people, people ask me all the time, are you Christian? And I will say yes. But then if I say yes to that question, people assume that I worship on Sunday. But Sunday is not the Sabbath. Sunday is a day that they started keeping well after, you know, Christ had died and been resurrected. Like the early church, they were still worshiping on Sabbath. This came up later. This is a Roman invention. I'm also going to link a video about that um, if you want more information and more on. Um, I, it's it's not really like an in-depth video, but because um, I've already talked about the Sabbath on my channel, but I recently watched this video and it was very interesting discussion about the change that I thought was I haven't really discussed that here so I'm gonna link that as well um but you know I was like that's what people would assume people would assume that I don't follow dietary restrictions when I do people might assume that I celebrate Christmas and Easter which I don't um you know they're just varying things that people would assume based on their personal understanding of what Christianity means or based on the Christians, the people who claim to be Christian that they're around. And anybody can claim to be a Christian. And technically, who can say 
right? Like how am I to judge your relationship with God, right? This is where a lot of modern and progressive Christians are like, oh, judge ye not. Now, judging is, when the Bible says judge ye not, it means we're not supposed to condemn someone. So I'm not supposed to be here saying this person is going to hell. It also means I'm not supposed to say this person is going to heaven. A lot of pastors will say things like, oh, when we get into the kingdom, when we see Abraham, yo, I don't know if Abraham going to be there or not. Y'all judging. That's a judgment. There are very few people that the Bible says are definitely in the kingdom. Elijah, uh, Enoch, Moses, Christ himself. But there, some of these people, we're just making the assumption that they made it in the kingdom. I don't know. I hope they in the kingdom. But yeah, so like a judgment would be for me to say that you are not going to be in the kingdom or that you are going to be in the kingdom. That is me passing judgment upon you and deciding what your eternal fate is. But it's not judgment to say murder is wrong. You committed murder. You are wrong for committing murder. That's a state. That's a statement of fact. I'm not saying you're a horrible person. You're unsavable, blah, blah, blah. But calling a spade a spade is what it is. So calling a false teacher a false teacher is calling a spade a spade. It doesn't mean that they can't be redeemed. It doesn't mean that they can't get better. Um, it doesn't even necessarily mean, like, I mean, I would I would st stray away from saying that somebody is intentionally doing something because, again, people are taught different things and we have different interpretations. Um, what I see now, like, I can look back at Cherie 10 years ago and be like, ooh, honey, you thought that was okay, but it wasn't right? Um, and 10 years from now, I may be looking back at myself and thinking similar things, right? Because it's a, it's a journey, it's a growth process. And in the moment, people tend to do what they think is best. Now, there are some people who are purposefully leading people astray, purposefully changing things, or and there are people who are willfully ignorant, but it's hard to judge people's motivations. So there is some, there is a way of saying this person is not acting according to the word. And the word actually gives us a way to sift out people who are actually following the Messiah versus people who are not following the Messiah. And one of the easiest things is the fruit of the spirit, right? Um, if you don't bear the fruit of the spirit, then it's, it's, you're not, you're not following the Messiah. If you are contradicting what the Messiah said, if you are contradicting the word of God, if you contradict the Old Testament or the New Testament, you're not in the spirit because the spirit doesn't contradict itself. Um, and that's a whole conversation in and of itself because a lot of people get confused with the Old Testament and the New Testament, but it doesn't, doesn't contradict itself. So you have all of these things, but again, this requires you as the person listening to actually know what the word of God says. You have to actually know what the fruit of the spirit are to be able to look at somebody and say, yes, they have them or no, they don't. But most of our society is what I would call a cultural Christian. They grew up in Christianity. They grew up under the guise of Christianity, but they're not actually Christians. A lot of people claim Christianity and they don't actually read the word. Even people who are devout and go to church every week don't necessarily read the Bible. They just listen to the pastor. They listen to teachers and 
Maybe they read a devotional that was written by somebody every once in a while, but they don't actually read for themselves. So when you start getting into these topics, they don't actually know what that means. So they can't identify a true Christian from a false Christian. Then when you step even further outside of you know, the sphere of Christianity, and you start talking to somebody who is not Christian at all, someone who is agnostic or atheist, of course, they're judging by what they see. This is what most of the Christians that I've met believe, or this is what I see online. This is what this entity has put out as a statement. And it's not really tied to what's actually written in the word, right? And the same thing goes if you start talking to people who are from different religions, particularly if you start talking to people of different faiths that come from a different country. So for instance, um, a country like India or a country like Saudi Arabia, where Christianity is not as overwhelmingly popular as it is in the United States, right? The majority of religious people in the United States are Christian. I think that's still true. It's on the decline, but at least it used to be true. Um, and so in America, people are very familiar with Christianity, even if they're not Christian, or at least they're familiar with the brand of Christianity that people are exhibiting. Um, whereas if you go into a country, like I said, like India or Saudi Arabia, where there may be Christians there, but it's going to be at smaller rates, people might be even less familiar. So when you say this, if, if, if I say to them, I am a Christian, what does that actually mean? What does it tell you? Um, when I say those words, it's left up to the person hearing them to fill in what and define what they think a Christian is. It doesn't actually tell you what I believe. But the truth is, if I tell you that I am a believer of the Bible, doesn't tell you that anything either, unless you've actually read a Bible, if you don't read the Bible. Um, if I tell you that I am a follower of the Messiah, that still really doesn't necessarily tell you anything unless you have read the Bible and understand what that means. It also requires us to have, you know, a similar understanding. Um, it, it's very, it's a very nuanced thing because I feel like trying to describe your faith or describe what it is that you believe only has any effective meaning if I'm talking to somebody who is on the same page as me. So if I'm talking to you and we have similar beliefs and I'm saying, I am a follower of the word of God. I just follow the word of God. And that's what you're doing as well. Then you'd be like, yeah, that's me too. And then, you know, you, you may understand more of what I'm saying. But if I'm talking to a mainstream Christian or someone who is just in the world and they don't really pay this any attention, they'd be like, oh, you follow the Bible. Oh, so you're a Christian. And it's like, it's all going to get lumped together because they don't realize that there are, that it's a journey and that people believe different things. I mean, Within the Christian faith, within the there, I think there's something like forty thousand denominations in Christianity, and the differences in belief are, you know, some of them are subtle. Like for instance, Methodists will sprinkle water on you, um, whereas you know most other churches, baptism by immersion, which baptism actually I think means immersion, so I'm not really sure why they sprinkle, but. You know, you have like small, like small differences like that. You have, you know, for instance, like the Baptist church, how it's organized versus how, you know, the Methodist church or the Adventist church um, is organized. <clears throat> you know, th there are differences like that. But then you have like really different doctrinal differences. Like some churches 
believe in the Trinity. Some churches do not believe in the Trinity. You have churches that worship on Sunday. You have churches that worship on Saturday. You have churches that, uh, you know, believe that women can preach and churches that believe that women cannot preach. You have, you know what I mean? Like there are just, there's varying things that separate the churches. There are churches, oh, there are the churches that say you cannot have alcohol at all. There are the churches that say alcohol in moderation. The Bible says alcohol in moderation, just, just an FYI. Um, you know, but there are churches that say you cannot have caffeine. Um, they consider that, you know, well, I mean, it is an addictive substance, but they consider that, you know, kind of on the same level that you would consider, you know, drugs. So they don't believe in consuming caffeine. There are churches that may not actually say not to do that, but they consider it harmful. Um, the Adventist church that I went to, I found out that they don't promote caffeine, coffee, soda, things like that, because I offered to bring tea and coffee for one of our events. And they were like, we can't have that at the church because they don't agree with it. And I was like, oh, I've never heard of that before, but okay, cool, right? Like, um, so it's like, depending on what denomination you're talking about, there's a variety of different beliefs and things that are associated with it. And unless you're familiar with that specific denomination, you're not necessarily gonna know. I mean, even as someone like, I've mentioned this on the blog and on the channel and on the podcast many times. I grew up across lots of different denominations and I had trouble differentiating between them and understanding what they actually believe. I grew up in a Baptist church and at 16, I could not articulate to you the difference between a Baptist and a Methodist. These are people who are growing up in the church um, so people who don't have any affiliation with the church, like, why would you think that they would know? And in fact, in some cases, people who are not affiliated with the church will know more than you do because they've researched why they're not affiliated with the church or they've done research and that's why they're not affiliated with this particular church. Um, and so it's, it's an interesting concept because from a general standpoint, you know, the basic meaning of Christian as follower of Christ, follower of the Messiah I'm like, yeah, I am a Christian. I follow Christ. I follow the Messiah. But in terms of the, what the world perceives a Christian to be, I would say, no, I'm not. Like, I don't agree with a lot of the things that mainstream Christianity does. I don't um, subscribe to a lot of the beliefs. I don't subscribe to how they do things. And so in that regard, it's like, well, I don't know if I want to be associated with these people because they're doing things that are not of Christ and they're calling themselves Christians, which is in a way blasphemy. It's definitely taking the Lord's name in vain. People tend to think that that commandment is about, you know, cursing, you know, using God's name as a curse word or something, but really it's about presenting a false image of God. It's also about using his name inappropriately. So when you call yourself a Christian and you don't actually exude the principles and the character that God has called for, then you are using his name in vain. And sometimes we do it on accident. I'm guilty of it because I'm not perfect and I profess to follow God. And so if I fall, then I have, you know, you see, you see me, you don't necessarily see um, him. But in general, I strive to try to set the example that he's called me to set so that I am 
representing him well. It's the same way like you want to represent your parents well. I would hope that I behave in a manner that they are proud of the same way I hope I behave in a manner that the Father in heaven is proud of. And so it's very hard when you're talking to a broad audience or when you're talking to people and you don't know their background, you don't know what they know or what they think, and you are trying to identify your faith. Um, my dad says that my grandfather used to always say, may the deeds I've done speak for me. And my grandfather was actually a deacon, so I don't find that shocking at all that that's what he would say. But um, in general, that's how I would say that I identify. Let the deeds I've done speak for me. And if they if they speak to the Messiah, then they then that is good because that's what I'm aiming for. <laughs> that they speak to the Messiah and that they testify that I am a follower of the Messiah. But if they don't, then you know, that's unfortunate. But, um, you know, in general, that's how we are supposed to identify believers. Do their actions speak to the Messiah? Do the words that they say speak to the Messiah? Are you speaking life? Are you speaking light? Are you speaking um, <clears throat> that which the Holy Spirit has spoken? Or are you contradicting the Holy Spirit? Are you speaking hate? Are you speaking darkness are you speaking death right all of those things are what identify us as a believer or a non-believer um but as i said that really only makes sense to those who understand which in the bible it always says he who has an ear let him hear he who has eyes let him see and so really certain things can only be explained or discerned by believers themselves and so identifying yourself for the world is just a very I don't know. It's it's a impossible task, I feel. And um the only reason that I concern myself with it at all is because we are called to be the light of the world. And so there is a need to um to present God to the world. So People often say things like, I'm going to introduce you to Christ. But the true way that you introduce people to God, to the Savior, to Christianity from a biblical perspective is that they see it in you. The Holy Spirit is working in you. And when you behave according to the Holy Spirit, they are able to see God on earth because you are acting in a manner of, in accordance with God, you are showing people that unconditional love and they are blown away that they have, that you have treated them like this because they haven't seen that because that type of love only comes from God, right? Or you are patient beyond reason and they are surprised because that is the only the kind of patience that comes from the Holy Spirit. That is how you actually introduce people to the Father or to the Messiah. And as a believer, we are called to be that light, to put that into the world. And in a way, there is a call for us to be louder or brighter than those who are claiming Christianity that are false prophets, that are the wolves in sheep's clothing that the Bible talks about. Um, and so there is this kind of feeling that there should be a statement that I am a believer or that I am a Christian. There is something that the world should be able to look at me and I should be able to say 
I, I want you to know that I am representing Christ so that you can see that example. Um, but sometimes I, I, I don't think that that actually needs a word or a label. It Again, let let the deeds I've done speak for me. Let my actions speak. Let the, let the fruit of the Spirit flow through me and be what is defining me as a believer. And so that is my very long-winded answer of do I consider myself a Christian? It's a discussion that I think anyone who considers themselves a believer should be having. But it's also a conversation that I think those who are not believers should be having in thinking about when you hear people call themselves a Christian. Because just because someone says they're a Christian doesn't mean they're following the word. And while they are going to be held accountable for how they portray God and how they portray the word of God, you are also responsible for finding God yourself. There is we do not live in the era where people don't know how to read. We don't live in the era where people are unable to find information. So even though you may see people acting in this manner and you're like, well, I don't believe in a God that would allow people to do this or to do that, you, you should not be basing your faith in God upon man. You should be seeking for yourself what it actually says. So if you, if you have experienced that, a lot of Christians who are hypocrites and who don't seem to um, exhibit the fruit of the spirit. Um, you know, I would definitely encourage you to read for yourself, to go searching for yourself, and not to let humans persuade you away from the divine. So I did want to have that conversation with you guys. Let me know in the comment section what you believe and uh, how you feel about this topic. Do you do you call yourself a Christian? And um, I will see you guys again shortly. Have a good week.